Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. Welcome back. Hour three of New York Game Day, and it's now time for Locks of the Week. Anita's three Locks of the Week. Again, we're 28-17 and 17 on the season, which puts us at 63%. Hopefully, I could go 3-0 and 0 again. And let's kick it off with game number one. Kickoff at 4.35 p.m. Eastern time today. Uh, the Packers going up against the Cowboys. Guys, my first lock of the week here is the over at 50 and a half. Dallas home games average 53 points. Dak is all world at home. Uh, I think the Cowboys defense is a little overweighted. Uh, overrated. Mike McCarthy, I believe that this will be a revenge game against his former team who said, don't let the door hit you on the butt on your way out. The Packers are averaging 25 points a game on the road. Third best in the NFL. Packers overs hit, hit seven and two on the road. Jordan Love, top five quarterback uh, since the midseason. He's got 18 touchdowns and only one inter- interception in his last eight starts. Both teams rank in the top four in series success rate, which means uh, putting up three or seven points in each series that they have the ball offensively. And both coaches are very aggressive on fourth down. They go for it as opposed to punting. So I like the over here at 50 and a half. It's my first lock. What say you? Um, well, you know, Dan Graziato had a fascinating stat. I guess like Tom Brady in the best of the best in like 2007 had like a QBR of like 86 and change. And I guess the Packers, when you throw against them inside the numbers, allow the opponents to have a QBR of like 87. So basically quarterbacks this year that threw against the Packers inside the numbers would have been the greatest quarterback in the history of our game. So I think that bodes well for your over. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just like all the the high powered uh, the high powered offense offense of the Cowboys. I think that you know as pain as it, much as it pains me to say that this <laughs> this offense is an explosion when to happen. You let them get rolling downhill, and uh, especially at home, it's it's going to be a tough t- tall tale. Especially how much success that the Cowboys have had uh, this season being undefeated at home. Okay, lock number two. So we're all in agreement there. Three for three. We like the over in the Packers-Cowboys game at 50 and a half. Uh, Lock number two is a teaser. So both these things have to hit. I'm going to tease the Rams up to plus nine. They've won seven of their last eight. They're healthy. They were rested last week. They're scoring 26 points in their last seven straight games. McVay knows golf extremely well, can expose his weaknesses. And defensively, they've stepped up, only allowing four yards per carry. 
their last three games. I don't have a lot of confidence in this Detroit defense. They've allowed 43 offensive touchdowns, and uh, they are one of the worst teams in defending the slot, so I think Cooper Cup can have a big game today. And also some question marks about Sam Laporta, whether he will be active and attractive or not. So leg number one of my two-team six-point teaser is I'm teasing the Rams up to plus nine. I'm going to align that with the under in the Eagles-Buccaneers game. So I'm going to go under 49 total points in the Eagles-Bucks game. Thunder showers, bad rain conditions expected down there on Monday night in Florida. Uh, and the field has gotten a lot of use because there were two bowl games that were played on that field. So it's going to be a disaster. Bucks are 6-2 and two with their unders at home. The Eagles are 7-2 with their unders on the road. The Bucks shut out for three quarters against the Saints and did not score a touchdown last week against Carolina. Both these quarterbacks are banged up. Hurts, his, his throwing finger, uh, Baker, his ribs, and his ankle. Uh, A.J. Brown is out. Devontae Smith is injured as well. So I like the under in this game. So I'm going to use this as my second leg of my two-team six-point teaser, and I'm going to tease the under up to 49 in the Eagles-Bucks game. Both those things have to hit in order for this bet to win. Amani, let's start with you. Your thoughts? I like it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I'm still confused about all the betting stuff, to be completely honest with you. That's <laughs> I okay. I know I have a Michigan education, but this stuff is the plus this, the minus this. So here's the thing. At the, end, at the end of the day, here it yeah. is. At the end of the day, this Rams-Lions game, mm-hmm. I start with the Rams up 9 nothing. Yes, no, and so and good. so Detroit. If Detroit if Detroit wins by ten points, I lose. Detroit has to win by ten points, if not more. And I oh, lose. okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like okay. that. Okay, yeah. in the Eagles in the Buccaneers game combined, when the game is over mm-hmm. and time has expired, okay. their total points combined have to be below forty nine points. Total points combined below forty nine. Yeah. I- See, the Eagles are a tricky team because they could explode and have a whole bunch of points like they did in the beginning of the season, or they could be pedestrian like they were in the second half of the season. Barely and I'm anticipating to them to be pedestrian, if not worse. Okay, well, I mean, I, I could see the logic. I could see the logic, but I, I still have a – yeah, I, I, I see the lo- – I like it. I like it. I'm going to go okay. with you on that. Mike? Yeah, I'm generally with you as well. Like, I, I think Tampa is a low-scoring game, and I, I think the Rams are going to win outright. So I, I like it. Okay. And last but not least, I have a prop bet I'm going to throw in the mix. And I think this is a sneaky good play. Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver for the Rams. Uh, dude has come out of nowhere. A journeyman. He's averaging 44 receiving yards in five straight games. His receiving total right now is 41 and a half. So I'm going to go over 41 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's averaging seven targets per game. He's developed really nice chemistry with Matthew Stafford. I think the Lions are going to have their hands full with Puka and, and Cooper Cup. And this is a prolific passing offense. And I think that they're going to pass the ball a lot. So I think Demarcus Robinson is going to continue to get his. So my final lock of the week is Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver for the Rams, over 41 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Amani, this is your this is your specialty. Ooh, I, I think that that um, uh, that secondary uh, with uh, Gardner John Gardner Johnson, I think is his name, C.J. Gardner, who used to be with the Eagles, and now he's with the um, the 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 
Now he's with the Lions. Uh, he doesn't seem too scared about what the what the what the Rams have in store. So, you know, I oh 40 yards. I, you know what? I'm going to go under because I feel like Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup are going to be just eating all the all the opportunities, especially in one of these games where every possession counts, and they're not going to be wanting to, you know, spread the ball around too thin. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. Okay, Mike. Yeah, I go. I go under as well. I I, I think this is about your best players in the playoffs. So I, I would say under on that. Okay. So uh, so you guys are are, are two and one with my agreement and in my locks of the week. So again, uh, just to recap the over in the Packers Cowboys game at 50 and a half, uh, two way teaser teasing the Rams up to plus nine and the Eagles bucks under to 49 and Demarcus Robinson wide receiver for the Rams over 41 and a half receiving yards. Those are my three locks of the week. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Amani, keys to the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Buffalo Bills, either team to walk away with a victory. I think the weather is going to be the key in this game because the Buffalo Bills are not built to um, to run the ball and to stick it on the ground and just kind of uh, eke out one of these ugly type of wins, even though they play in Buffalo, which seems to be it seems baffling to me. And I know they do have a good running back in, in Diggs, and not in um, excuse me, in um, oh man, uh, the the I can't remember. Uh, Who are you talking about? Buffalo Cook, James yeah, Cook. Yeah, Cook. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Cook, mm-hmm. yeah, Cook is 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 one of the guys that I feel like has had a great season this year, over a thousand yards, um, and and it's been a difference maker for that team. But what the what the Pittsburgh Steelers have with Najee Harris and um, uh, Jalen Warren, both combined for four hundred and forty four yards the last and five touchdowns during the last couple of games to get them in the playoffs, and the fact that Mason Rudolph, their quarterback, you know, hasn't is is throw has been. Uh, 53 of 71 
for 700 yards, 716 yards, and three interceptions. I mean, three touchdowns with no interceptions in their last three victories. I mean, this is a guy who realizes his situation in Mason Rudolph that, you know, he's been a backup quarterback. Now he's getting an opportunity to show in front of everybody that he deserves to be either moved up, elevated in the quarterback room, or given an opportunity to be a starter, which every quarterback wants to do. And I think he's going to take advantage of this situation. You know, Mason Rudolph, 28. He's 8-4-1 eight and, four, eight, four and one as a starter in the previous t- his couple seasons. Um, so I think that he's a guy that um, is going to take advantage of this situation. But when I look at this Buffalo Bills team, um, the inconsistencies early on in the season, you know, when you have a team that's inconsistent and all of a sudden you start to play well down the stretch, inconsistency marks his, uh, his head, kind of marks, a, it marks out in the inopportune times. And is this weekend at home, I always thought it's harder to play a playoff game at home because you got your home crowd that's yelling at you, that knows everything about you. And sometimes it can get personal. I always thought the hardest place to play was being behind at Giant Stadium because of your home crowd. When they start booing at you, that's a that's a that's definitely a, a, an issue. So I really like the Steelers in this game just because of the way they're built, the grit, the Mike Tomlin, who you know over this past season they they started out really hot, then they had their little lull, and but, but were able to come back and be the team that makes that gets that seventh seed by beating Baltimore in the last game of the year. It's just it's just a great story um, and. Uh, I'll never count out a Mike Tomlin team. He gets his guys ready to play a one-game situation. Mike Tomlin is my guy. Um, so I have, I have this. I have the. Uh, I have the Steelers in this, and a lot because of the weather, and a lot because of the way that they're playing really close to vest. And my, I'm going to give a shout out to the offense coordinator who took over play calling, Mike Sullivan, my wide receivers coach. And uh, doing a great job in making this and streamlining this offense, making it simple, making it consistent, relying on the run game with these two running backs and not asking Mason Rudolph to do too much and to to throw the ball in harm's way. And over the last three games, he hasn't. So I like the Steelers and the way they're playing. Give me the Steelers. Uh, It is now time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slomans. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's All right, Mike. Bombs, bomb of the week. Yeah, we're on the edge of our seats right now, Mike. Yeah, bomb of the week is disregard everything Amani Toomer just said. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way, there's no way Pittsburgh's going to win this game. They're, they have no shot. They got no Mason shot? Rudolph as their. They, they have no shot. They have Mason Rudolph as their quarterback, and T.J. Watt, their best football player, yeah, isn't true. playing. Very true. And very true. Josh Allen could beat him with his arm or their legs. Now, look, he's going to throw an interception. Let's just put that right into the box score. But I think Buffalo has a real chance to get into the Super Bowl. Um, I think they could beat Baltimore. They're going to host Kansas City next week. And um, I just don't see how Pittsburgh is going to be able to score. Um, I think, you know, we talked a lot about in the show, guys, about like excuses and overcoming injuries and you know we talked a lot about you know the job that kevin stefanski did but how about sean mcdermott right like all the injuries they had from matt milano tredavious white daquan jones um they're playing much better on defense they played really well against miami last week where you know if miami had held serve they would have had the home playoff game that was a big moment for that bills defense so to me um i just think it's a low scoring game obviously the weather 
Um, Anita, you had mentioned right they may even play this game on Tuesday now. Um, that I'm I'm hearing that I had a I had a, like I said I had a friend over here last night, huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, follows like everything social media, like like listens to sports talk radio in Pittsburgh, following a game, like is really mm-hmm. dialed in. And 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 she, that's what she's hearing is that there's whether it's a one percent chance, a three percent chance, a five percent chance that they might even move this again to Tuesday. More football, yeah, it, I love it. Yeah, I think that all just bodes well for Buffalo over over Pittsburgh. We'll see. Again, Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week brought to you by Slowman's. Call one eight hundred Alarm Me to learn how you can have the Slowman Shield professionally installed. Free Slowman's. The difference is human. Uh, coming up next, we have Rich Samini who's going to be joining us. So let's take a look and what's going on with the Jets, as we did earlier on with Jordan Renan and the Giants. So the Jets, as we know, they finished the season 7-10. and 10. Now, they have $16 million in cap space, and they have the 10th overall pick. Uh, before we get into the other things uh, surrounding the Jets, $16 million, you know, not a lot of wiggle room there, Mike, for a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. They're going to have to readdress the offensive line. Five of their top 10 defensive linemen are hitting free agency. So, you know, what do you, what do, you do with that? Yeah, good question. But I don't have to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> but at one time you did. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, no, it's challenging. Like some of those guys are going to graduate. You can't pay them all. Right. Um, so it's uh, – this is going to be a really interesting offseason for them. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers had a meaningful seat at the table last year, guys. And, and basically he recommended Nathaniel Hackett, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and Billy Turner. <laughs> Nothing like bringing your friends around for the bumpy ride. Mm, mm. Yeah, you know, he wanted Randall he... Cobb, I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy, they gave him the keys to the castle. Yeah, um, yeah, he, you know, he, he's 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 had a great career, but he's um, you know, he's he's a guy that has his his best production days are probably behind him. So again, uh, you know, this is a team sitting right now with only sixteen million dollars in cap space. Aaron Rodgers is going to need some help on the offensive line. The only two offensive linemen that are expected back is Elijah Vera Tucker and Tipman. Becton is a free agent, but listen, he allowed 17 sacks this season, so good riddance. The defensive line, like I said, five of their top 10 defensive linemen are going to be free agents. Bryce Huff being one of them, he had 10 sacks this year. They don't have depth on the defensive line. They're going to need that as well. Um, you know, uh, Chris Watson has turned out to be somewhat of a dud, but is that because of the quarterback position? Or, you know, will he find new life with Aaron Rodgers back under center next year? And what do they do with Zach Wilson? There's some talk and speculation that they're going to try to trade him, Mike, but what's the value there? Atlanta, the Rams, the 49ers, these are some of the teams that uh, could be a landing place for him, but as a backup, not a starter, what can you realistically get for Zach Wilson? Yeah, you want a conditional pick. You want to pick in 2025 based on how much he may play in 24. And really, he should, if I'm Zach Wilson, I want to go a place where I could learn, sit for a year, get a million miles into a radar and like what you just suggested either the Rams 49ers you know that makes a ton of sense mm. so we've got Rich Samini who's going to be joining us next he'll answer all of these questions and more Jets fans you want to get in on the conversation now's the time to do so 800-919-3776 this portion of 98.7 ESPN and New York Game Day brought to you by Bet365 whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365 we'll be right back 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Jets fans, you want to jump on board? Let's talk some Jets. They're offseason. Rich Samini, who does a phenomenal job covering the Jets, joining us now. Uh, on ESPN, and of course, he's got his own podcast, Flight Deck. Uh, make sure you tune into it, however you attain your podcast. Rich, great to have you on. Really do appreciate it. How are you? Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Uh, glad to be with you. We had a great guest on Flight Deck this week. I heard Dynastic heard the... was a better way to Dynastic. It. Yeah, epic. Uh, a good friend of the program, uh, very close to this program as well. Oh, that's nice. I'm sure your ratings skyrocketed. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> let's uh, make sure to tip your waitress. Uh, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. I, I just don't think he can help himself, right? Like, dude. Um, you know, and, and it's 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 um it's interesting to me because I feel like hard knocks really. I I felt like he walked away from hard knocks. I think improving his image. Um, and then, and then he was able to tear that all down yet again, all this, this, this season, uh, your, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and, and, you know, where he is right now and, and with this organization and all the things that, that have un, unraveled here with him the last week or so. Anita, I think he, uh, uh, according to ESPN stats and information, Rogers set a uh, record for mo- most words spoken uh, per snaps played in one year. So uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we've ever seen a ratio quite like that. You know, four snaps played and you know untold words spoken. Uh, but you know, I think part of that is the fact that he didn't play. You know, and he didn't give the Jets any return on their investment this year because of the uh because of the injury and then of course he had you know some you know sideways moments there 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 in recent uh, McAfee appearances um so um yeah I don't I don't know if the organization they haven't really commented publicly on it um I think so things will quiet down he's obviously not going to be on the show for a while or, or indefinitely so we'll see how that goes but uh I mean Health-wise, he's doing really well. I mean, he was practicing, you know, pretty much full go by the by the final week of the season, and so they they know they'll have a healthy Aaron Rodgers when they could, you know, reconvene in April for OTAs. You know, Rich, we talked about this a little bit on your podcast, but 
you know, the key to life or the most successful people I've ever come across are the ones who, what, what, what do they learn once they know it all? And I just find it to be shocking that the New York Jets aren't making a single change on their coaching staff. And, and you're around this team, you know, more than anybody. And if you sat down with Robert Sala one-on-one and said, like, what can you do better as the head coach of the New York Jets for 2024, be it with your staff or yourself, how would he answer that question? Well, that was the, the, the theme that was in Joe Douglas's end-of-season press conference, Mike, was just kept on mentioning, like, what can we do better? You know, they, there's a litany of bad decisions that they made last offseason, and, and we'll spare the, the listeners know what they are. We don't have to go through every one, but Joe Douglas said we have to take a hard look at all these decisions, how we could have altered our decision-making process, what can we do better, and um, but like you said, they're not going to do it by changing pieces on the coaching staff. Now there might be one. Uh, their safety coach is interviewing in Jacksonville for the DC job. Uh, obviously, that would be a promotion. Uh, you know, they might make one change on offense, like at a position coach. But I don't. They're not going to change any of the coordinators, and and certainly that raises eyebrows. The Jets were last in offense in uh, you know total EPA 31st in yards i mean just go down the list their offense was historically bad this year and yet they're going to ride status quo and they'll leave them op- themselves open for second guessing for sure but they just feel that they have the right formula with a healthy Aaron Rodgers that could uh, cover up some of those blemishes and then get them right for 2024 now, Rich, you you followed this team intently for many, many years. Let's just put yourself in the general manager's shoes. What do you think would be the the priority number one if you were? Um, uh, let's let's make it even more difficult for you. But aside from the offensive line, what do you think the Jets have need to do? Uh, let's table the offensive line because that's just too obvious, too easy. What do you think right. the Jets need to do? Well, that was the obvious one. They're, they'll probably have two or three new starters on the offensive line, mm-hmm. which uh, was ranked by pro football focus as, I think, 30th or 31st offensive line in the league. So big, big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need to get another playmaker on offense, uh, Amani. Just, uh, you know, we know what Garrett Wilson is. You know, he's a really good player, you know, just coming into his own right now, two 1,000-yard seasons. But there's nothing on the opposite side of him. And this gets back to one of Joe Douglas's mistakes, you know, that the Alan Lazard signing is going to hamstring them going forward. I mean, he's still got $10 million fully guaranteed uh, upcoming for this year, so they really can't cut him. They can't trade him uh, unless they eat the entire contract, which they're not going to do. So they're kind of stuck with him, and he didn't produce – at a level even close to being a number two receiver. So I think they have to go out and get another weapon on the other side of Garrett Wilson, just to take some of the pressure off Wilson to help out Rogers. They can get it in the draft with the 10th pick. Uh, They can maybe get it in free agency. There's going to be a bunch of, you know, pretty well-known receivers in free agency, maybe the Devontae Adams route. Although, you know, I have a feeling if Antonio Pierce stays in Las Vegas, I think Devontae Adams who has lobbied for Pierce will probably end up staying. So th- that would be my second choice, Amani. Just get another playmaker on the perimeter. 
Again, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I was reading, of course, your column. Uh, five of their top defensive linemen are eligible for free agency. Bryce Huff being one of them who had 10 sacks. And as we know, they need depth on that defensive line. So how much of a concern is that considering, again, in your column that I read, only $16 million in cap space? What do they do here, Rich? Yeah, they have some cap issues here. For the first time in a few off-seasons, they're going to have to do some uh, some uh, navigating of the cap because of the uh, where they stand. To me, Bryce Huff is a fascinating free agency situation. He's obviously their most important free agent. He had a career-high 10 sacks this year. Um, for those who are into the analytics, he's you know he ranks at the top or very close to the top in all the pass-rushing metrics. So he's a really good pass rusher, he, but he's a guy who plays about 45 to 50% of the snaps, so he's not an every-down player. We know the Jets rotate their guys. I think he'll, have a, a, he'll be a hot guy on the open market, and so I'm really curious to see how much the Jets extend themselves here because they do have Jermaine Johnson. They do have Will McDonald, who they drafted in the middle of the first round last year, who, who did vir- virtually nothing this year. He was basically almost redshirted. And so how much do they believe in Will McDonald? Can he step in and replace Bryce Huff? Those are tough questions they have to answer. I spoke to Bryce Huff and, you know, just with a couple of days left in the season, and he made it very clear that he wants to go or be in a system where he can be an every-down player. And I'm not sure he's going to get that with the Jets. And so uh, I have a feeling if he's allowed to hit the open market, I, I think he'll leave. So the Jets are going to have to work really hard to get that done before it gets to that point. Uh, last question before we let you go uh, again, and, and just, you know, following your points and your notes and your column, you know, trying to trade Zach Wilson. Uh, realistically, what can they get for him? And, and where do you think his landing places will be? Well, I do believe that Zach Wilson has played his last uh, play for the Jets. Um, I, I don't way, see way to go out on a limb, Rich. Yeah, it's breaking news. Well, since Joe, yeah, especially since Joe Douglas came out on the uh, at the end of the season and said there's a quote high probability that they will be going after a backup quarterback. Uh, so yeah, so can they trade him? Yeah, I guess they'll be able to get something for him. Uh, it's not going to be anything too sexy. I mean, Probably a late pick in the 24 draft. Maybe it's even something in the 25 draft. There's not going to be a huge demand for Zach Wilson. Uh, I think someone will take a flyer on him just because of his draft pedigree. You know, when you're drafted second overall, you know, there are some physical traits that he does have. I mean, he can throw the ball. He can move around. So I think a team might be willing to part with a, a sixth or seventh round pick just to take a chance on that. Is the matter of his contract though? Uh, it's five and a half million uh, in next year. You know, guaranteed uh, bonus and salary, and no one's going to pay five and a half million for Zach Wilson, who, let's face it, might not even be a number two. Might be a borderline two slash number three. So the Jets probably going to have to eat some of that salary to get him traded. But he will he will be elsewhere next year. I don't even think just from talking to teammates and people around Zach, I don't even think he wants to come back. And I, frankly, I don't, I don't blame him. I think he needs a fresh start. I think a fresh start would be best for both sides. Guys, any, any last questions for Rich before we let him go? Uh, I have a tough time thinking, Zach. Will, don't. I mean, what, I, just follow, piggybacking on what you're saying, I have a tough time seeing any team want. I mean, 
not only is he an average, not only is he struggled as a quarterback, but he's also struggled as a teammate. And then he came out and said last year, if they if the Jets come out and give a uh, get a veteran quarterback, I'm going to make this guy's life hell. Like, <laughs> I mean, he sunk his yeah, own well, ship to me. Well, yeah, I mean, last year, I think I think there were some definite signs of immaturity last year, and of course that you know infamous press conference after they lost up in Foxborough. And, uh, yeah, but, you know, and I talked to players about this throughout the course of the year, and, yes, they, they definitely – he was not Mr. Popular last year, you know, in the locker room. But I think he did some maturing this year. And talking to players uh, throughout the course of the year, I got the sense that Zach had really uh, reestablished himself in the locker room. And maybe Rodgers had something to do with that, just being around, around Aaron. I think he took more of a professional approach. He matured. Uh, you know, the way he was benched this year, I think he handled it well. And I've had a couple of players on the team who, who felt that they didn't even think Zach deserved to be benched, you know, that, but he handled it well. And so I, Imani, you make a really good point, but I think he may have rehabilitated his image this year. I think it just comes down to production on the field and he hasn't really produced on the field. He had one Ironically, his last complete game as a Jet quarterback was the Houston game, and that was his best game. You know, mm. it took him 32 or 33 starts before he could play a game like that. So there's going to have to be a coach somewhere in the league, and, and I don't know where he is. Mike LaFleur is familiar with him, of course, um, now in Los Angeles. You know, he's probably the only coach out there that really knows Zach really well. So. I, I just don't know where he would end up. Someone will take a flyer just because of his physical traits, and uh, but you know it's not going to be, it's not going to be a great situation. He's going to have to play his way back into uh, the good graces, you know, to to be considered even a starter at some point in his future. I think he'd be an upgrade for Atlanta, though. So maybe that'd be a good spot for him. Um, yeah, it's going to have to be. Well, it, it'll. It all depends on the, how the coaching carousel stops, you know, wh where coaches end up. Of course, that dictates where players end up. Yeah. So uh, I think Zach's future will depend a lot upon which coach ends up where. Yeah. Uh, Rich, thank you so much. Always appreciate your time. Again, make sure you tune into his podcast, Flight Deck. A lot, obviously, uh, going to be happening in this offseason for the Jets. Uh, thank you. Enjoy uh, the remainder of Wild Card Weekend, Rich. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Take care. You got it. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured... It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. New York game day. Uh, last segment here uh, before we say hasta la vista and then uh, shameless plug, not so shameless. I'm on ESPN Bet coming your way on ESPN 2 at 11 a.m. So hopefully you could tune into that. And then uh, we've got two games later on today, uh, obviously, with um, uh, the first one being the Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. And then the next, um, the uh, the Rams and the Detroit Lions. So, guys, let's go around. We've got about seven minutes left in the show. Let's give our score predictions. Dallas going up against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I've got Dallas winning this 27-24. Uh, 27-24, something like that. I, I think a lot of points are going to be put up in this game. Uh, again, I like the over here at 50 and a half. Uh, Mike, what say you? Um. I like the uh, Cowboys today. I think the Packers defense, you know, it, it's funny how like football is such a complimentary sport because you say, well, like, hey, you know, Green Bay wants to play keep away Aaron Jones, run the ball, but that's fine. But I just, I don't see how Green Bay slows down this Cowboy offense and that's going to create a sense of urgency. And I think at the end of the day, you know, the left tackle of the Packers is Rasheed Walker and I think that's a, an, a weakness that the Cowboys can exploit. Amani, score and why? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, 28 to 20, 27, 28, one point nail biter for the Green Bay Packers. And my oh. mine is much less technical than Mike Tannenbaum's. Mine is just. I think the Cowboys are going to find a way to Cowboy. And they haven't lost all, game, all year during this season. And they're going to do what they do best. And that is choke down a loss. And find a way to lose a game that is in, in, in their hands. When, we, when these Dallas Cowboy team struggles, it's because they you know, have a lot of turnovers. And uh, they start to play. If they can't get an early lead and play, from, and play in front and be the front runners that they are, they struggle, and I feel like the 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 way that um, that love is not going to give up the ball. He's not going to make this you know, put his team in bad positions. Uh, you know, especially down the stretch, he's played mistake virtually mistake free football with very very few interceptions this entire season. So I feel like nobody's given any kind of opportunity. Uh, and you know, you got uh, Aaron Jones back, the running back who has great games versus the Cowboys. Uh, I just see an upset happening because I'm going to go to the default, and the default is the Cowboys finding a way to choke away a loss. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> Not so, um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the Rams and the Detroit Lions, this is the evening game, kickoff at 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh, I like the Rams here. I think the Rams win. I think the wrong team is favored here. I've got the Rams winning 28-23. to 23. Mike? Yeah, I like the Rams a lot, too. Um, just think they're the more complete team. Laporta is a consequential injury. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do like um, the Rams as well. I'm going to go against. I think the, the Lions are going to win. They're going to have their first uh, home playoff win in since, well, I mean, six decades, I guess. I don't know. They've lost. They won one playoff game since 19. And that was in January 1992 when I was still in high school. Hadn't graduated high school yet. I just feel like this team is due, and I feel like Dan Campbell's the right guy. Uh, they have the running game. They dominate on both sides of the ball. I 
think all these games are going to be won and lost in the line of scrimmage, and that's one thing that you know this Dallas, this excuse me, this um, Detroit Lions team is going to be is physical at the point of contact, and I feel like that's going to end up being the thing. And I think, you know, when you're a team that's struggling week in, week out, sometimes you just run out of gas. And this team, this Rams team, barely made it in the playoffs. Um, and had to play at such a high level for so long, it's just hard to maintain that high level of play. I think that the, the Detroit Lions um, are going to pull this one off and have this Cinderella story of Dan Campbell in Detroit uh, one more time. Michigan won. Everything in Detroit is turned. Everything in that state of Michigan is turned around, but Michigan State. So we're all good. Uh, Buffalo going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> on funny. Monday afternoon at 4.30. Again, this is the game that has been missed um, or that 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 ha- has been missed. Uh, this is the game that has been changed. Uh, it was supposed to be played at 1 o'clock this afternoon, but because of bad weather, now is going to be played at 4.30. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, getting 10 here. I'm on the Pittsburgh side. I like them getting the points. I've got Buffalo winning this 23-17. to 23-17 Buffalo. That's why I like Pittsburgh getting the points, but I think Buffalo wins. Uh, Amani, your thoughts. Score and why. Uh, I, I just like the Steelers in this game. I like Tomlin. I like uh, uh, Mike Sullivan, the, play, the new play caller that's changed their season around. Uh, I just feel that uh, if, if it all was equal and the weather was good and the, the passing attack of the, uh, of, the, uh, of the Buffalo Bills was able to be without, you know, without, the, without the weather causing it a little bit of it to slow down a little bit. I think it's not a no brainer, but I feel like the Steelers are made for this type of game. They're made to upset a team like this, uh, who is, uh, you know, played good football as of late, but struggled mightily and always turn the ball over and give teams opportunities to win. I just feel like Josh Allen is going to be a liability in this game. Mike. Yeah. I, I like the bills big here. And um, I think Josh Allen is, is a strength and I think it may be running the ball. So, um, you know, I think the weather is just crazy here. Like, um, you know, you go online, it just it looks really ominous in Buffalo. And you wonder, like, could this game get pushed to Tuesday, as you mentioned, Anita? And um, every game, every day of the game doesn't get played. I think that favors the home team because if mm-hmm. you're Pittsburgh, half the time you try to figure out, like, when are we going? Do we move to a hotel? And I wonder at some point, guys, like, does um, the league consider, like, moving it to a, a neutral site? Like, to, like to Atlanta. Search- no, or like Syracuse that's close by that's indoors or indoors. Yeah, Detroit, you know, where their fans could get to or Toronto. Um, I just wonder at some point when do those conversations start? Um, a real quick interesting note, and and I don't know how factual this is, but I had read that, you know, where did the Buffalo Wing food come from? Apparently there was a bunch of people that were snowed in and and they they didn't have a lot of food, so they were like you know trying to like you know rob Peter to pay Paul to try to put something together, and that's how buffalo wings were 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 invented was was a, a bunch of people who were snowed in and ran out of food and just whipped this up and and now it's it's a thing in fact i'm I'm gonna order some buffalo wings a little bit later on this afternoon with that being said, final game Philadelphia going up against the Tampa Bay bucks. Um, I don't know who's going to win this. I just, I, I think the under here is in play. So I'm just going to go Philadelphia 17-13. Philadelphia 17-13. I think this game is going to be somewhat of a poop show. Mike, what say you? We've got about a minute 30 left in the show. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not taking Tampa. No A.J. Brown. They're at home. Inclement conditions. I'm taking Tampa Bay Woo. 17-14. Okay. 
Amani? I, saw, I saw this Eagles team play against the Giants um, the last game of the year. I'm not impressed, not even a little bit. I think Nick Sirianni's in trouble. He's going to expose that his offense coordinator, defense coordinator left. And the further and further he gets away from those two coordinators that went on and took head coaching jobs, the more he's exposed as a coach. I like Nick Sirianni. I'm just, this is 100% uh, when you, production business. And without those two guys, he hasn't been able to produce a dominant team. Not a lot of players have changed, but the, the, the intent and the just execution level of this Philadelphia Eagles team is, is, is it's embarrassing for a team that's as good as they are. Especially so what's your score? So you've got Bucks winning. What's your score? I got uh, 20. Oh, I'll go 31, 31-13. Oh, so uh, the under is not in play for Money Tumor, that's for sure. Gentlemen, always great waking up and doing the show with you each and every Sunday morning. Appreciate you. Great job. Our producers, Tom and Joe, a lot going on behind the scenes that our listeners aren't aware of, and they do a great job. Um, everybody, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. Hopefully, we've got you locked and loaded for all four remaining games, and we'll be back next week right here on 98.7 ESPN.